Good afternoon. As investigations into contaminated mulch continue, it's been revealed asbestos has been found at Campbelltown Hospital. It comes as a primary school in Sydney southwest was forced to close today after the same discovery in a playground garden. Natasha Squarey reports. Well, students have been ordered to learn from home after asbestos was found here at Liverpool West Public with many parents forced to take time off work. The dangerous discovery was found in mulch in a new garden on the campus over the weekend, and families have been told to stay away while urgent work continues. It kind of caught me off guard because I, uh, I was supposed to go to work, but I um, had to stay in with the kids. The principal has written to parents saying only a single piece of bonded asbestos has been identified, and the risk to staff and students is very low. However, parents and residents feel uneasy. Well, they should have told us on Saturday, you know, we could give precautions in regards to doors, windows, you know, and just stay away from the area. The EPA identified this school as a potential site during its Roselle interchange investigation after asbestos was found at the playground. The same company that supplied mulch there also supplied mulch to this school. So far, officials have carried out 100 tests across several suburbs in Sydney with 13 positive results to bonded asbestos. In the last hour, I've become aware that a site um, at Campbelltown Hospital has also been assessed as one of those and returned a positive result. The school will send parents an update tomorrow afternoon with plans for students to return to the classroom on Wednesday. Seven teenagers have been arrested after allegedly ramming a police car before leading officers on a wild chase from the central coast to Sydney's west in a stolen luxury car. Four of the teens were on bail for similar offences. Andrew Denny has the details. Well, behind me is the bridge to St Hubert's Island here on the central coast. It's the only road in and out of here and the perfect place for police to stop a group of car thieves early this morning, or so they thought. Security cameras capturing the moments a police blockade is rammed by a convoy of stolen luxury cars driven by teenagers. This was the start of a chase that stretched almost 100 kilometres. They pursued that vehicle at speeds of up to 160 kilometres an hour before police were able to deploy road spikes successfully at West Gosford. It travelled down the freeway at speeds under the posted limit, mainly due to the damage to the tyres. The pursuit ended in the Sydney suburb of Toon Gabby around 4am with around a dozen police cars stopping a stolen Mercedes, arresting five teenagers. It started an hour and a half earlier when neighbours of a St Hubert's Island family raised the alarm over a stolen BMW. The group of eight car thieves trapped by police blocking the bridge before they forced their way through. It was about three or four times they raced up and down the island here. Excessive speed. Six boys aged between 15 and 17 and a girl aged 17 have now been arrested and are in the process of being charged. Police believe there is another boy outstanding. They say a number of them were already on bail for similar car theft offences. It is no secret that youth crime is on the rise and what is very worrying is the level of violence associated with those crimes. Now we'll bring you more on how this dramatic chase unfolded this morning tonight on 7 News from 6 o'clock.
A man's in a critical condition after a car was torn apart in Sydney's southwest. The 59-year-old passenger was trapped in the hatchback for more than an hour after the crash on Cameltown Road in Bardia. He was taken to Liverpool Hospital. The driver, a 41-year-old man, was not seriously hurt. A woman has crashed into several parked cars before flipping her vehicle onto its roof in Western Sydney. Bystanders at the scene on Marsden Road, Parramatta, helped the 38-year-old from her car before emergency services arrived. She spoke with police before being taken to hospital for mandatory testing. The Albanese government is under fire over the number of criminals released from immigration detention last year. Documents also reveal the government hasn't applied for a single preventative detention order, despite a number of people reoffending. Political reporter Isabel Mullen has more. Well, these are the documents that Liberal Senator James Patterson wanted to make public. They reveal at least 149 detainees were released into the community following the controversial High Court decision last year, which found keeping people in indefinite immigration detention is illegal. Among the cohort were seven murderers and 37 sex offenders. 72 were guilty of assault. 24 have now re-offended since being released released into the community, six breaching their visa conditions. Mr Patterson says the most troubling finding is that the government hasn't applied for a single preventative detention order to re-detain any of this cohort. This is the document that the government didn't want the public to see. What was the point of rushing that legislation through before Christmas and still to this day have not made a single application to a court to have any of these high-risk offenders re-detained and taken off to the streets? 36 detainees released were not required to wear ankle bracelets. The Immigration Minister refusing to answer how many have re-offended. The Minister has determined that 36 not be required to wear ankle bracelets. How many of these individuals have committed an offence? I thank the Shadow Minister for his question, but I've already answered this question. I have. The documents also reveal 60 of the released detainees live in New South Wales, 40 in Victoria and 20 in both Queensland and Western Australia.